Have you ever wondered how to put together your niche? In this episode of the Niche Podcast, I'm going to discuss a concept I've invented called your niche equation. Come take a listen. Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche. It's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Verony Valencourt. Hello, my friends. I hope that this finds you well. It has been a wonderful last few weeks. I've been on vacation and I just got back. This is our first full weekend back and I'm doing some catch up on my podcast and answering some emails and putting out some newsletters. And so today I want to take some time to record a podcast for you about a concept I use with my clients called your niche equation. And the niche equation is basically something that I came up with based on working with a lot of my clients over time and realizing that when we get overwhelmed, it's hard to be able to break down what we need and the information we need to create our niche. And this process that I have called your niche equation is the breakdown of it. So rather than having to figure it all out at once, I've noticed over time that there are three separate elements that make up a person's niche. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to walk you through the process of your niche niche equation and give you the information you need to be able to do this on your own if you so choose. There are basically five elements to a niche equation, but I tend to think of that as the long form niche equation. And so in today's version, I'm going to give you the quick and dirty three-step process, which is something that's a little bit easier to do. But if you ever hear me on courses or other podcast shows talking about the fact that there's five versus three, now you'll know that it's sort of like the easier versus the more complex one. So here we go. You'll see that basically the three elements are super important. And when you go out and look in the world, what you'll find is that most people who are coaches have address these three issues. And they are, number one, the population you will work with. Number two, the primary pain point that your population needs and wants help with. And the solution that they are desperately wanting to pay for. So here's some examples that I like to give. I work with life coaches who are starting out, who are in niche drama and overwhelmed, and I help them find a niche they love. So if you look at that, those are the three elements. Here's another example. I help people who love food lose weight without feeling deprived. And another, I help coaches and entrepreneurs who are starting out, who are stuck in tech drama, get confident and certain about the technology they are using. So in all those three examples, if you really look at them closely, you're seeing those three elements, the population you work with, the primary pain point that your population needs help with, and the solution that they're willing to pay for. Now, in all three cases, myself and then two other colleagues and clients that I've worked with, we 
really broke this down and made sure that they were addressing needs that their client populations have. And I will get to that in a little bit. So, oh, there's my kitty cat. There's Felix. He has been meowing all morning. Say hi, Felix. So next, let's break down and take a deeper dive into each of these components of the niche equation. So the population you will be working with, here's what I want you to know about choosing a population. The more specific you can be, the better. And I really encourage clients to think about who they love to work with and who might already see them as an expert, because that's really the trick. And it's very easy to not be specific, to be very general. I just want to work with women. But I really believe the more specific you can be, it allows you to make your messaging more tailored to your customers. And we live in a day and age of customization where clients really want to be spoken to directly. If you look in our marketing industry, if you look in advertising, the more specific you can be with people and identify and target who you are working with, the easier everything is for you to do after that. The branding, the copy, all of the things. So when you're picking a population, you want to pick something that is very specific that allows you to differentiate yourself from the rest of the market so that you can stand out. I tend to tell my clients, get specific with your population, then get more specific, and then get even more specific. Keep telling yourself, the more specific I can be, the easier it is going to be for my people to find me. Oftentimes, what will happen is that coaches will not be specific enough, and they think that the problem is their niche, but it's because of that lack of specificity, it makes it harder for them to find people and stand out on social media or in your Facebook ads. And like I said a little bit before, we live in a world where everything is customized from Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime, Starbucks, Sirius Radio, cable TV. These are things that we customize to our needs. We watch them at the times we want, when we want, the things we want. And that's how you want to consider presenting yourself in terms of your coaching. The more specific you can be and the more you can speak to your clients specifically to their needs and to who they are, the easier it's going to be to sell. Being specific makes you stand out from the crowd. It's like a specific shout out or a dog whistle for a specific dog or a fishing lure. If you have the right fishing lure to catch the right kind of fish, it's going to be a lot easier because your fish will be looking for specifically that. Think of the area of like weight loss coaching for a second. The people who are doing really well in the life coaching industry are super specific. You know, weight loss for women who want to lose 10 pounds, weight loss for women who want to lose 100 pounds, weight loss for male executives, even weight loss for quilters. So the more specific you can be, that's what I want you to know about picking your population, the easier time your clients are going to have finding you. Now, once you have that dialed in, the second element is your population's primary pain point. And that's what they want help with. And it's a problem that's keeping them up at night that they're willing to throw money at. So once you have a really targeted population, then the next step is to start doing some research on them. Uh, Where do they struggle? Where are they having a hard time? What do they really need help with? Ask yourself the following questions. 
What is my population most concerned about? What are they most upset about? What is the problem that they would just throw money at to fix quickly? Think about something like air conditioning. When you're hot and your air conditioning is not working, you will pay anybody who is an expert in air conditioning to fix it as soon as possible. Same thing with plumbing, right? Like if you have a clogged toilet and that's the only toilet in your house and you can't figure out how to like unclog it, you want to throw money at somebody who can fix your toilet right now. You're grateful if you can find someone who can fix that for you and you can throw money at it. And that's how we want your clients to view you in terms of what you're offering them. Oh, please solve this for me. Solve this for me yesterday. I believe it makes the most sense to be super clear on what problem you're going to be focusing on for your population and how you're going to provide a solution. This will make it so much easier again for you to target who you're going to work with and why they want to hire you. So in my case, I had been noticing for quite a while that coaches really struggled with getting their niche dialed right out of the gate. And they had a hard time committing to a niche and feeling like the niche was going to work. And it had been a pain point for me and for countless other colleagues and and coaches. And so when I started my business, I had an aha moment where I started realizing that this was something lots of coaches struggled with. And I noticed that there weren't a whole lot of viable solutions out there. I was frustrated because no one was addressing it. And so I said, well, I think I'll address this and create a program for it because it seems to be a real pain point for coaches coming out of life coach school. A pain point is the specific problem that you're going to help your clients solve. They likely have multiple pain points, but addressing one of their largest pain points for them will make it more likely that they will want to hire you. Think of a pain point as their problem that they want you to solve yesterday, and they want to pay money for this problem to go away, and they're happy to do so. In my case, my clients are stuck in niche drama and indecision. They are spinning and confused about which niche to pick. All this to say that the biggest mistake I see with my clients when choosing and deciding on a pain point is that they often make a lot of assumptions based on their own experience, and they look inward rather than outward and do the research they need to do to figure that highest pain point out. Don't make assumptions when you're working on figuring out your client's pain points. Go out and do your research. And then finally, the third component of your niche equation is going to be the solution that they are willing to pay for. And the solution and the pain point are two sides of a coin. Think about it. If you are outside in the heat and you don't have access to water, then having water is going to be the solution to your pain point, which is being really thirsty and hot. So in a way, your research on pain point will also give you the information about what the solution might be. In the same way that the pain point is their problem, their result is the solution they will be enjoying after they go through your program. It's not the actual program details, but rather what they will have when their problem is completely solved, how they will feel, 
what things will be like for them on the other side when the problem is no longer there. It's not necessarily the details of your program. It's the destination when they arrive, the goal, so to speak. And spending some time in research with this solution also is going to be helpful for you because it gives your client a before and after picture. Before, you're stuck in niche drama. Afterwards, you love your niche and you are confident and ready to go out there. So it's the before and after. The before is the pain point. The after is the solution you're going to provide. You can also even forecast further out with your solution. So here's some examples. If the solution for your clients is that they have a healthier body, then they'll also have more energy. If they have fewer disagreements with their spouse or their kids, then they'll have a better relationship and have more harmony at home. If they have more mental clarity, then they'll have joy, ease, calm. If they have more time, they'll be able to enjoy themselves and do the things they love. If they get better sleep, then they can feel better and have more energy. If they have control over their binge eating, then they can feel freedom and joy around their food. You get the idea. In the case with my clients, oftentimes I'm helping them end niche drama, have a niche they love, and then tacking on afterwards, they get more money, they get more clients, and they move forward confidently in their businesses. So let's put that all together now. There's three components to your niche equation. The first one is the population you're going to serve. The second one is the primary pain point that they are suffering from and want help with. And the third part is the solution you can provide to them that they want to throw money at. So I'm going to give you one example of a client I have worked with in the past who I just adore. Her name's Jen Chilek. You need to check her out. Her website is J-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-K.com. And she has many, many years of experience working in technology and course creation. She worked for university for a good 25 years before retiring. And she has been working in their technology department for many years. And so when we, she and I started working together, I noticed that she had all this experience and she hadn't even really thought of using that as a possible niche for herself. And in working with her over the course of several weeks, what we discovered is that there was actually lots of populations of people who were struggling with technology that she could help. She wanted to help life coaches and entrepreneurs. So that became her population. You see how this is going to sort of fed her out now. We picked a pain point which was relevant to her population, which was they were in technology overwhelm and technology drama. So that was the pain point she decided to address. And then the solution was to have them feel calm and clear about the technology they were using so that they could have fun with it. And so you can see, and I would love for you guys to go out and take a look at this in the real world, how often marketing and advertising starts with a population, a primary pain point, and a solution. It's out there everywhere when you start looking. Everywhere. Are you XYZ? Do you have this problem? Wouldn't you love to have this solution? And there it is. The niche equation. 
So I hope you have found this episode helpful. If you have comments or questions, feel free to reach out. I would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast. And if you are wanting to get your niche dialed, please do come and check out my current course called Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. It is full of all of this goodness and more. You won't regret it. Have a great day. Thank you.